Trash Can presents buying a car at a used car lot. Hey, how you doing? Uh, it, I welcome to Bucky Used Cars. I saw you looking at that Mercury out there. You, uh, you interested? Look, buddy, I'm gonna be right up front with you. I don't like salespeople, and I'm just here to get a car. I know what I want. $3,000, that's all I'm spending today. $3,000, well, you're in luck. We got plenty of good options on you. You know, that Mercury out there, that, I'll be honest with you, 100% honest with you, that is no good. I'll tell you what I do have. I got me a Dodge Ram 1500 now. It is an 87 with 400,000 miles on it. But I'll tell you this, it's all highway miles and it was all by an old man. That's all it was for, just by one owner, that's it. So, and that thing, it's right on, right on par. $3,000, not a penny more. And you know what? Who knows? We can, we can see what we can work at and uh, see if we can get you maybe a, a, a warranty of some kind. I don't know. Look, look buddy, uh, that's a lot of miles for me, man. I, I'm, I'm really looking at this uh, Saturn, uh, this this 2018 Saturn. What do you think about that? i tell you what. That Saturn right there, that one right there is 42000 So that's a little out of your range. But I'll tell you what I'll do. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, sir. I I gave you the wrong idea. I'm I'm putting $3,000 down. I'm not, oh, I'm not buying cash. All right, okay. Uh, you got to understand, most of my clientele over here, they're, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, no credit, bad credit kind of thing. I didn't know you were uh, one of them kind of people, Richie Rich. All right, so let's talk about the fake 3000 down. I'm thinking like... 155% interest, something like that. Nah, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think it should be uh, 2% interest, and you know, I, I want you to throw in a free car wash and free oil changes. I tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go back there to my manager. We're gonna go talk, and then you know, there's coffee and chips in the break room. If you're just so inclined to go over there and get some coffee and chips while I'm while I'm over there, you know, I'm gonna go talk to the manager. We're gonna see what we can do. But I'll tell you what, in the meantime, uh, I'm running credit. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. I'm telling you, that's how dealerships be going, man. I don't like going to the dealership. I don't either, man. And that's like, they're like leeches, bro. As soon as somebody pulls up, oh! swarming around them swarming around them but hey man we're back for another great episode i think it's episode 39 of season two so we're chugging right along 91 overall so we almost to 100 man so we uh we want to thank all y'all from all across the united states and around the world where in the united states have been really big oh man up in the northeast has been great pennsylvania west virginia uh Massachusetts, Maine has been a good one, Texas, Florida, of course, uh, Iowa, Nebraska, um, California, Seattle, Washington, Oregon, gotta love all those places. East Coast, gotta shout out Virginia, of course, and uh, I think you set up into New Jersey and all that good jazz, but yeah, man, all, all around the world, we got Brussels, Belgium, Singapore, down in Australia, it's great, you know, we really do appreciate all of it. And uh, so, man, are we ready to get started with this episode and the old-fashioned donut? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Don't leave that in, I guess, maybe. Anyways, for our old-fashioned donut today, which is a story from our past, we're going to talk about some, and you know, football season is starting. 
American football. So if you're not really interested in it, I understand. But we're going to talk about some memorable occasions when we first moved to Lubbock, Texas and went to our first series of tech games that first year in the 2013-2014. Can you believe that's been 10 years ago? Yeah, 10 years ago. And I'm just going to preface this by saying I have blocked a lot of that two-year span out of my life, and so I don't really remember it that much. I remember a little bit of it, but I don't remember it that much. That's okay. I've retained those good, good memories of uh, me going berserk in the stand. So we could talk about it, and... uh, the first one, I guess we have to really start with the first game that we went to. Now, the first game that we went to, let me talk about the hype that was going on at the time. There was a man, and his name was, well, I mean, he's still around. But there was a man named Cliff Kingsbury, and he was the first-year head coach. We had had this whole thing, uh, you know, as a tech football team. This guy named Tommy Tuberville. We didn't like Tommy Tuberville, and he left very abruptly which was good, good riddance to him. Tommy Tuberville was the drizzling craps, is what he was. Yes, he was. We had the opportunity to key his car, and we should have. Anyways, I digress. So, um, you know, we'll tell the Tommy Tuberville story some other time. But pretty much what happened was Cliff comes into place, and he was the youngest coach in the entire uh, college football league there. And how old was he? He was like 30-something. Like, he had just gotten out of the NFL and been coaching a few years. And he was like in his 30s, um, late 30s. But he was single. And I remember all the ladies were all over him. And the biggest shtick and the biggest thing, you know, all the t-shirts said is, our coach is hotter than yours. I even remember the billboard on the big garage there in Lubbock across from the stadium said our coach is hotter than yours with like the cliff kingsbury glasses he wore kind of like a special style of glasses so all the single moms wanted him man all the single moms from age probably 25 to 55 wanted cliff kingsbury and i'll talk to you about this too i mean like the hysteria i I don't know like i've heard about like elvis hysteria and in no way was cliff kingsbury like elvis hysteria but what i mean is you know, watching, we would go to the games and there would literally be women in wedding gowns with, um, you know, Marry Me Cliff signs. Do you remember that? Like, literally, I mean, there was ladies in wedding dresses, like, Marry Me. I remember that, man. But you know what? I hate to bust some people's bubbles, but there were rumors that he did swing for the other team. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I remember that was that was the thing. People And a lot of single moms, when they found that out, or found out the rumor, I should say, because this is all rumor and innuendo. Uh, they were a little disappointed. They were a little sad. But anyways, sorry. Side note. Lubbock's a gossip town, man. It's funny. Um, <laughs> it's 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 like a you oh, know, he gay. you know, it's like a medium sized you know small town. So everybody everybody talks. Everybody talks, and rumors go around. It's it's funny as mess. But anyway, so we go and um, I remember going to our first game. And if you've never been to Lubbock. Uh, the stadium is called Jones AT&T Stadium, and we'd been outside of the stadium. We'd actually been in the stadium when it was empty, um, just, you know, as tourists, I guess. And we, um, so this was our first game atmosphere, and I remember going through Raider Alley with all the people and, of course, the cheerleaders and the food and stuff like that. And at the time, I really wanted to go to Tech. Like, that's where I wanted to go to school. So I was sitting there like, man, you know, this is this is where it's going to be. Um, here in a few years 
and uh, hindsight, I was excited at the time. But now being at this age, I'm like, oh boy, I'm glad I didn't go there because I would have gotten in a lot of trouble. But that's, yeah, different, different story. Let, let me put this into perspective for you. And again, my memory is starting to come back. It's <laughs> starting to clarify. Micah loved Texas Tech so much. Let me, let me strike that. He loved Texas Tech football so much that he took a worship song that we sang in church and he replaced it with Jones AT&T Stadium. And the song goes, no place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be than hearing your love. Talking about Jesus, but he replaced it with, no place I'd rather be than hearing the Jones, hearing the Jones. I also, and uh, I'm going to drag you into this as well, um, we also painted our chess with uh, the double T, if you remember that. We nothing, we nothing, you you, I never, you, we nothing, you. Um, some you. would say I was pretty crazy. You know, I, I've toned down a good bit. Uh, you know, I've, I even went to tech games years later and wasn't, wasn't that crazy. But I'll tell you, um, the first experience we ever had, you know, uh, it was against Central Arkansas. No, it wasn't Central Arkansas. It was a FCS school. No, it was like Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, right? That's what it was. Um, and so, yeah, we played them and I remember that year it was like the, the song they had going in the stadium was All the Lights by Kanye. You remember that? It was like, that's, that was like the song that they played all the dang time. And, uh, they had like a specific intro. It was, it was pretty cool. But like just, um, seeing the traditions in person, cause I had watched it on TV for years, right? And, you know, there's the mass writer and, you know, the... Um, players go out and it's, it's a whole big thing and to go fight win a song and stuff like that, man. No, 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 no. Please don't tell me that you're about to skip over the, the, the tradition that you don't want to talk about. Tell me, tell them about it. Tell them what the, what, tell them what the student section brings. I'll let you tell them. Tech bands are crazy. AKA probably why Micah painted his chest with a double T on it. I probably at the time, Micah probably would have got a Texas tech tattoo, like, Right on his neck. Oh, I was thinking about it. I, I don't know about neck. I, you know, I've never wanted a neck tattoo, but I definitely thought about getting. A he would have got it on his chest, on on the left side, right near his heart. <laughs> That's what he would have done. I could have saw that. But all right, sorry. I don't know why this is. I'm just providing color commentary for this uh for this episode because I don't really remember much. So I'm just here for comedic purposes. But the student section is so crazy that the students bring in tortillas. And sometimes batteries, and they take the tortillas and they throw them at the other team's players. So if you're playing Texas Longhorns, they take the tortillas and they throw them onto the field. They throw them at the Texas Longhorns players. I I knew you weren't about to glass over that little detail. They do it every game, but it's kickoff wise. Every time there's a you know the opening kickoff or whatever, they'll throw tortillas. But yeah, they're pretty ruthless to because um, I mean the student section is right behind the the opposing team's bench. So the moment they run out and everything, you know, they're getting booed by sixty five thousand and a bunch of um, you know fans in the student section there. So there's a bunch of crazy stuff that happens, but. You know, we experienced that, and of course, you know, Tech won and whatnot, and so it was uh, pretty exciting. And at that point, they had already had one game, so, you know, we knew they were going to be kind of decent. You didn't really, you know, we didn't think um, anything about that. We only missed one game that year, and that was due to uh, Boot Corral, if 
you remember us talking about that. Um, but besides the first game, I'll tell you what else. I, I remember TCU that year because they were ranked, and we weren't ranked. And if you don't know the college football system, um, there's ranking system and basically if you're in the top 25 that means you know you're the top 25 out of over 100 schools so that's pretty good so we actually beat them and it was at night i remember it was a night game and there's something really really special about football in that stadium at night with 65,000 people it's pretty nice yes it was yes it was man i got a confession to tell you bro uh i'm gonna do it right here on this podcast right here right now do you remember when I was working and I was a waiter at the time and uh, I told you guys, I was like, hey, y'all going to have to pick me up from the restaurant because I have to work an extra late shift because of the game. You guys remember that? I was just going to hang out with my girlfriend. I wasn't really working late. I never told you this, but I'm telling you here on the podcast. It, uh, it doesn't surprise me, but it's all good. <laughs> Water under the bridge, sir. Water under the bridge. But um, the other thing that we have to talk about with this tech experience as well is the people that sat in front of us so we had season tickets that year that first year and i'll tell you the people that sat in front of us um i guess you could call them legacy techers right like um the basically the whole family there was like a grandpa and like the kids and grandkids and the grandkids like currently went to tech so it was like a three generation like they all went to the school but I guess the, the grandfather played there or something. I'm not really sure who he was. But you got to think, when you're season ticket holders with these people, you see them every game, even though there's only six or seven of them. You see them every game. But, man, um, they would be tailgating out there, and they would always come in you know, right when after the game would start, and they would only stay until, what, like mid-second quarter? But it was because, especially the grandfather, he would always get just so mad. He'd be like, come on, Raiders, this is the worst I've ever seen. And he would just get really mad. And then he would leave. And he'd be like, all right, that's it. I can't take no more. And then he would leave. You remember that guy? I mean, in his defense, though, Tech was sucking pretty bad. Compared to 2008, Tech has been bad, man. Oh, for sure. But uh, watch him be on the come up this year, so I'll just tell you that much. Just watch. But what we'll do is uh yeah that was that was some fun memories man do you have any other uh times that you can remember nope just that one i will tell you this man uh since last year uh rick flair got partnered with the gorilla was one of the big lawyers here and uh he showed up at a couple games and i guess like rick flair is like so connected to lubbock now that at red raider outfitter they started selling his shirts like with rick flair on it and he has a WWE belt, and it has Texas Tech logos on the WWE belt. And it's like, 100 years of Texas Tech and Ric Flair. And it's like, woo! And I was like, never in my life would I have thought that Ric Flair would have been on te- a Texas Tech shirt. But you know he had to make them alimony payments. Got to keep the liquor flowing. Oh, yeah. And one more thing I'll say on it is um, there's a study done um, about universities, and their athletic department is uh, what they call their front porch to the university. Um, and it's a proven fact that their athletics is primarily football and basketball. If you're a good football and basketball school, or at least if you have a big following, you'll always get a lot of students just, just because of that. So, you know, I'm sure they're trying to promote it as much as possible because, bro, it's hard to, you know, who, to be honest, if I'm from the rest of Texas, who wants to go out to the desert, bro? Like, who wants to go out to Lubbock? Tech football is the only thing sports-wise that sucks about tech. 
Everything else is good. Basketball is good. Baseball is good. Oh, their track team is incredible. Their track team's like national champions yep, every year. Yep, golf team, tennis team, cheerleading team. Like, they are, like, everything except for the football is good. But that, that's what's getting all the money. Yep, because that's where all the money is and the rest of the um, college athletics world. But anyways, man, so if we're good with that, we can go ahead and move on to our next segment if you if you good to roll. Let's roll. Roll out. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to do the Jelly Donut next, which is... Our Jelly Report. So, man, we got some interesting ones. Here's what we're going to start off with. So, this is a real-life jail report. Not just an arrest story, but a jail report. So, this man, um, his name is Mr. Ham, is what we'll call him. Um, he got a little taste of freedom when he escaped the jail, but you know what he did? Had himself a good time, and then he returned the same night, uh, about seven hours later, actually. So he had been initially in jail for theft of property, burglary, and or burglary of a motor vehicle, and failure to pay child support. So um, the sheriff's office says that Ham escaped um, about 10 p.m. and returned to the jail around 3 a.m., um, after having a night at the bar and booze filled fun and apparently went and saw his wife. So, it wasn't clear how he escaped custody and he never let them know apparently how he escaped custody. But apparently he's um, likely to face additional charges even though he did come back. Now, Chris, do you think he should be charged extra for his uh, one night of freedom there? I think he should be charged extra. I think so, man. It's like you got to give them reason to not break the law. You got to give them reason to not want to come back, right? So if it's like, oh, yeah, crap, I was out. And then it's like, crap, now I'm back again, man. I'm going to learn. Everybody says they're going to learn their lesson. Everybody says it, but like to actually learn your lesson. You know what I was going to say at the beginning when you were like, this is the jelly donut, the jail report. What if we were like the jelly donut, the jail report, a story from my past? Just kidding. But <laughs> sorry, back sorry, back my mind is like like the Matter Hatter right now, down a rabbit hole. But I do think that he should be charged because man, you gotta make jail and prison like a reason not to come back, man. Like I know the system's broken, but you gotta make it a reason to not wanna break the law. Yeah, it's it's real broke right now. Um all right, man. Well the next one, now this is a really viral video and maybe some of you have seen it. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh but it also makes for a good story. So there was a, an Atlanta nail salon robber that was ignored and unfazed by patrons and leaves empty-handed. Have you seen that video? I, I'm very I'm confused on what, what the video is about. I don't understand. So a, a nail salon robber, so a dude's coming in robbing a nail salon, gets ignored by the patrons in the store. Like he, he runs in there, pulls his gun out, and says, everybody on the ground demanding everybody's money and they all just look at him and they don't do anything so he just turns around and leaves oh that's funny bro that's hilarious they were like oh you little small time robber oh big bill was here last week <laughs> right well and the funny part is so there there are some patrons sitting there and then there's you can kind of see in the video some of the shop techs that are working there you know the the nail techs there and then there's somebody at the cash register, like the, the little Asian man at the cash register, and he's like on the phone with somebody, and he just kind of, the, you know, the person comes in, you know, hard charges in with a gun, 
and demands everybody's money, kind of goes to the left of the screen, and the the little Asian guy on the phone just kind of peeks around the corner like, what is that guy doing? And just stays on the phone, keeps talking. Everybody just keeps talking. There's uh, two ladies on a couch. He walks right up to them, demands some money, and they just look at him like they don't understand what he's talking about. And he just kind of turns around like, what the heck do I do now? And he walks out the door. <laughs> he must not have been intimidating enough, bro, because it doesn't matter what language you're speaking. You can tell somebody's like, but if they got a gun and they're like forcefully doing it, man, that must have hurt his ego, though. Oh, I, I bet, man. I bet, because, <laughs> I mean, could you imagine going in there full force with a gun, you know? that I'm, I'm sure that takes a lot of ramp up, you know? I mean, that you're, you're breaking the law, you're putting yourself at risk and losing your freedom for a while and, you know, over some money and stuff like that. And you go in there and they're just like, bro, don't even stop yourself. Oh, oh, oh. So this is not jelly donut related, but it is kind of a crime that what happened. You hear about the Michael Orr stuff, man? Oh yeah, about something about that he really wasn't adopted and that the movie was not true about the blind side was not true or something. Basically the the two parents, quote unquote, um they were they said that they adopted him, but they just signed a conservatorship, which basically just means that you're a legal guardian and you can basically take all their, their money. All right, so let me let me pause the situation right here because that movie came out in, like, what, 2008, and now we're just hearing about this? Did he age out of his conservatorship? Well, like, I don't understand what the whole is like, oh, yeah, we're just now hearing about this. Like, this movie came out in 2008. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I mean... I, I don't know the full details on the story. I just know that uh, I was just like, dang, man. Like, But apparently they've been siphoning that money, and a lot of that movie deal went directly to the parents, or at least the proceeds and the funds, and a lot of, a lot of it didn't go to him. And apparently he was okay with it because he thought, you know, he was taking care of him. And apparently they had a falling out, and he found out that they had never actually adopted him. Uh, is what I'm reading. Okay. Here. I don't know, man. Something don't pass my sniff test. Some, I don't know. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't know. There's two. There, I'm sorry. There's three sides to every story. So we'll see what happens. Crazy stuff, man. All right. So next, uh, back to, and I guess that was civil jail report. That doesn't make sense. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, civil court stuff. All right. So, a Georgia murder suspect is tracked down after leaving his phone behind at a dine and dash scene. So, there was a Georgia man, uh, and just as it sounded, he was busted um, after he left his phone with a photo of his face on the lock screen at the restaurant where he, he and his friends did a dine and dash. Um, and they ran up about a $150 tab, which prompted them to call the police. So, the police got the phone. I uh, saw the picture of who it was, which was a selfie of himself, and so they um, they went and tracked him down, and then saw that he was wanted on a murder charge, and boom! I heard you caught. the first time, but uh, just just for uh, comedic purpose, just for comedic purposes, where was this at? Atlanta, Georgia. That tells you all you need to know, right there. And you know what the the place of the restaurant was, or the restaurant was called? Waffle House. The Juicy Juicy Crab is what it was called. If you got juicy (laughs) in your name, bro, I don't care what it is. If you call yourself juicy anything... I ain't going... I ain't going to your... I ain't going to your restaurant, bro. (laughs) And then you call yourself Juicy Juicy? 
<laughs> I know, man. I saw the name of that place. It was like the Juicy Juicy Crab. What the heck? All right, man. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more here. All right, so a man was busted for smuggling dozens of live birds uh, in large hair curlers at JFK Airport. I've actually read that story. I've heard of that story before. Yeah, you've, you've heard about that one? Um, so apparently, you know, long story short, these birds were endangered. Um, <laughs> he was smuggling them from Guyana, which is in South America, and U.S. Customs and Border Protections found him. Um, he wasn't criminally charged and only had to pay $300, but, um, yeah, it was the hair... Looking at the pictures of it, you know, they have the seized pictures of the hair curlers and, you know, how he did it and whatnot. Like, dang, man. Um, pretty elaborate. Pretty pretty crazy. I mean, but if I was looking at that, I'd be like, yeah, what the heck is this? <laughs> like, what is this? I don't know. I'm always amazed at human ingenuity, man. But I'd tell you this much, man. Um, apparently, there's a massive industry for selling, like, endangered birds, birds' eggs, stuff like that. Like, it's a big block market business. Like, you, you make lots of money off of it. Yes, sir. That and, and some types of dogs, too. Yeah, that makes sense. People, people are crazy for animals. All right, man. Last one. So, this lady... She gets 15 years for robbing a bank to finance a plastic surgery. <laughs> so she had already had. Um, so, okay, so there. Here's this woman, and she's from Alabama. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Fassy. That tells you everything you need to know, right there, ladies and gentlemen. She was. Uh, she was found guilty uh, this week on two counts of armed robbery for holding up a Mississippi bank um, that she allegedly, allegedly committed to fund her plastic surgery um apparently she pled guilty to it and she's going to get 15 years oh it's down in gulfport <laughs> so but yeah apparently she did a full heist style and um she had actually pulled it off but they alerted to her um by a hidden alarm and so they went and caught her um Basically, she handed the clerk a note that says, you have one minute, one minute to give the money, um, and don't be wrong or you die. That's wild. Bro, life is not a video game, I'm telling you. People think what I've is. never understood, it's just kind of interesting to me. I, bank robberies nowadays are so much less, you know, it's not running there with a gun, and I'm sure it's because there's so many security mechanisms, right? But every bank robbery you hear about nowadays seems like, oh, they passed them a note. It's like, oh, here you go. I mean, my thing is, at this point, if you would tell, if you would tell her, if they're passing you a note, I'm already pushing the button. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't be passing me no notes now. That's one on one in banking school. One on one. One on one. Don't be taking no notes. All right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, that's our uh, our jail report, our jelly donut, and so we're ready to move into our next one, I think. Which is the donut hole? Tell them what you got, buddy. Man, so we're going to go back to American football. Oh, man. Okay, so this time we're talking about the NFL, the National Football League, or the professionals. So we're going to do a little mixed bag, man. I'm going to ask you a few trivia questions about the NFL, see how much you know, and no pressure. Some of these are kind of hard. Some of these are just like, really? I didn't know that. Um, and then we're going to talk about, so last year we did some picks, which didn't quite go well. What we're going to do is we're going to make less picks this year. 
Um, but we're going to make it short, sweet, to the point. Have four main picks. That's it. And I'll explain that later. So you ready to do it? Yep, let's do it. All right, man. So the first thing in the trivia. Who was the NFL player who has the most Super Bowl rings or most Super Bowl wins in NFL history? Is it A, Charles Haley? Is it B, Joe Montana? Is it C, Tom Brady? Or is it D, Adam Vinatieri? Oh, man, that's wild. I feel like Adam Vinatieri has been on some teams. I don't know. This. I'm just going to go with I'm going to go with uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, you're, you're correct. Tom Brady has seven. Uh, Vinatieri has five. Actually, the rest of them on that list that I listed was have five. All right. So who, and this one's going to be a hard one, who has the most NFC championship wins? So in the playoffs, the game that gets you to the Super Bowl, NFC championship wins, which team has the most all-time in NFL history? Is it the Vikings? Is it the Dallas Cowboys? Is it the Los Angeles Rams? Or is it the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Man, you're correct. It's 15. They've won 15 NFC championships. Uh, the rest have won 13 or less. I was about to say they're they're like pretty good. They're like at least in it almost every year. You know what I mean? Like they're they're or at least a contender. So that's what I thought. Yeah, San Francisco's. You know, even on their down years, they're not terrible. It's never like they've had stupid horrible seasons. I mean, sometimes they do, but not consistently. All right. So, on the adverse, who has the most AFC championship win? So, the other side there. Uh, is it the Steelers uh, from Pittsburgh? Or is it B, the Miami Dolphins? Is it C, the New England Patriots? Or is it D, the Denver Broncos? Oh, come on, bro. It's the Pats. Yeah, you already know. The New England Patriots have the most AFC championships all time with 11. This one's going to be an interesting one. So you're 3-0 so far. Um, here's the next one. Who is the team with the most Hall of Famers? Is it A, the Chicago Bears? Is it B, San Francisco? Is it C, Dallas, the Cowboys? Or is it D, the Seattle Seahawks? I think it's between the Bears and the Cowboys. We're going to go with Mike Ditka, Mike Ditka and the Chicago Bears. Man, you're correct. That's A, the Chicago Bears, and they had 30 Hall of Famers. They do have 30 Hall of Famers as of right now, which is the most. All right, last trivia question. Are we going to make it a clean sweep here? Let's see what happens. Which NFL stadium has the largest capacity as far as people it can hold at the same time? All right, is it A, SoFi Stadium, the one that the Los Angeles uh, Rams play at over in L.A.? Is it B, AT&T Stadium, Jerry's World there in Dallas? Is it C, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City? Or is it D, MetLife Stadium in, uh, you know, East Rutherford, New Jersey, even though the New York teams play there? Oh, man. I want to say it's between SoFi and uh, Dallas. Man. I want to say so far, but I'm going with Dallas. You are actually incorrect. It is neither one of them. It is D, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey with 86,000. Well, daggum. 
Yeah, I was kind of shocked with that one, too. I was like, MetLife Stadium, really? I didn't know they had the biggest capacity. Now, bonus question, see if you get this one. Which stadium has the smallest capacity? And I will give you a hint. It is a historic stadium, so it's one of the really old historic teams. What is it? I don't know. Give me some options. All right. Um, So historic teams, Chicago Bears, Soldier Field, Green Bay Packers with Lambeau Field. Let's see, where's some other historic ones with historic fields? Well, it's not those two because I think it's the Chicago Bears. You're right. It's Soldier Field, and uh, it's got the smallest capacity of any NFL stadium. So, But it's also one of the oldest as well. Um, it's funny. I've heard Green Bay with Lambeau Field. Uh, it's such an iconic place, and I kind of wanted to go watch a football game there because it's really iconic, but I've heard it's really uncomfortable and stupid cold. So it's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'll watch it from TV. It's okay. Um, all right, man. So here we go. We're going to make our picks now, and we don't really have to explain it if we don't want to, but the first thing we are going to pick is who will be in the NFC Championship playing against each other. So, the game right before the Super Bowl. Who has made it through the playoffs, and they're the the teams in there? Oh, let's see. I'm going to bet, definitely not the Cowboys. I'm going to go And if you need me to go through the uh, NFC teams, we can. The the 49ers are in NFC, right? The 49ers and the... Um, the 49ers and the Vikings. And the Vikings? I don't know. Okay. I don't know why I picked the Vikings. Hey, hey listen, that's part of the reason I like asking you because, like, I'm up on it, you know? And so it'll be interesting because it's like, will the educated picks come through or will the random picks come through? Like, you know, what, what's going to happen? But you know what I have? I have um, something semi-similar. I actually have the 49ers in as well, and I have the 49ers in the I hate the Eagles with a fiery passion, but what I can't deny is the fact that they have a really good roster <laughs> again this year, and they made some really good draft picks as well, um, and they, I think they'll be a little scary this year, so we'll see. Um, so 49ers and Eagles is what I have, and Chris has the Vikings and the Niners playing, so hey, Niners are in both of ours. All right, so now to the AFC Championship, and just to give you a preface, mine is the Chiefs in the Bengals. You know what I'm going to say, man? I'm going to say the Chiefs, and you know what? I'm picking the dark horse this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, you're going to do Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, that's actually uh, that's not a bad pick. We'll see what happens with that. Jacksonville was on the up and up last year, so we'll see what happens with uh, with old Duval. Um, so let's see what happens there. All right, so the next thing. So as we know, based on what we said, um, who would be in the Super Bowl based on the NFC Championship picks and the AFC Championship picks that we just did? I'm picking for my NFC side. Um, I have the Niners going to the Super Bowl. Realistically, I think the Super Bowl is going to be the 49ers and the Chiefs. Realistically. Now, what I really want, 49ers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> you just want to see Jacksonville, a team that's sucked historically, do well. So, all right, so your picks are the 49ers and the Chiefs. Mine um, are going to be, I mean, it's actually the same thing. The Niners and the Chiefs uh, is what we're going to do. So Chris and I are kind of on the same accord of who's going to do what. We'll see if that actually works out. So now the next thing 
uh, we're going to do our Dark Horse teams. Now, let me explain the Dark Horse side of it. It's not going to the Super Bowl, obviously, but it is teams that did not make the playoffs last year that will this year. My picks, the Broncos and the Lions. The Lions actually are going to make the playoffs this year. That's my picks. All right. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. The I don't know who made it, who didn't make it, whatever. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'll let you know who made it. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the year. Rams. And I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, even though I know they made it last year. That's what I'm going with. The only two teams that he listed that did not make it last year were the Raiders, and there was one other one in there that you listed. Because the Bills were definitely in it. <laughs> um, let's see. The Rams um, the Rams missed, but that was they had a lot of injuries. So you want to do Raiders-Rams? Because we're going to pick two. Yep, that's what we're doing. All right, Raiders, Rams. All right. All right, there you have it. So just to summarize before we move on to what fries my donuts, Christopher and I's pick for this year for the NFC Championship game, we're going to have the Niners and Eagles. And for Chris's pick, we're going to have the 49ers and Vikings. AFC Championship game, for myself, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bengals. For Chris, it's the Chiefs and Jacksonville. And our Super Bowl picks are exactly the same, the 49ers and the Chiefs. And for me personally, I think the Niners would actually win this year if they did that. Who, who do you think? I, I didn't ask you that. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to go all the way? The Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> do you really want me to put that? Yes. Yes, I do. Fine. Because I'm, I'm changing then when it yours. happens, I want you to say, I want to say, remember when I said that? Remember when I said it? So, you, do you remember that when I said it on that podcast episode? you remember that? So Christopher's updated picks <laughs> are now... Uh, the 49ers and, you know, the 49ers in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville will win. All right. So, and then our dark horse teams that did not make the playoffs last year and will this year, the Broncos, the Lions for myself, and for Chris, it is the Raiders and the Rams. All right, man. So, we got them locked in. We'll see what happens, and we'll report back to you at the end of the season. All right, so our next segment that we're going to get into is our improv segment, which is our mystery donut. And Chris, we have something kind of new today, man. Okay, what is it? We have something kind of new. It's called the randomizer. Dun, dun, dun. So pretty much what we're what we've been doing is we will put, you know, a scenario and an accent or something in a hat, and we choose them both, and then we go go for it. Now we're using technology um, the randomizer to give us different locations scenarios professions relationships on the how things are working and guess what it's going to give us what we have to act out so Chris are you excited for the randomizer and what it may bring let's do it and just so you guys know with the professions we're taking that character it doesn't matter what accent they have they're just gonna come out they're just going to be a character. Yep, pretty much. We're going to let it flow. That's true improv, baby. Anyways, all right. So what we are going to do, let's go. I think we should hit professions first. What do you think? I think we should. Professions. So a computer programmer. All right. What location do we have? At a country club. So programmers at a country club. Do we want to throw another one on top of it? Like uh, we could do an emotion or an action that's going on? Um, 
programmers at a country club. Yeah, let's do like a, I don't know, let's do run a motion or something. Sad. So we have. Oh, that's great. Sad programmers at a country club. All right, man. So you ready to get started with sad programmers at a country club? All right. I'll start us off. <sighs> man, another freaking country club. Like, what? Why in the heck do we even bother? I mean, that's, that's my thing. Well, I'll tell you this, Jimmy. As per my last email, I sent it out making sure that the code was up to date at this country club and making sure that they installed Windows 25. But all I'm getting is calls about why is my computer running slow? Why is my password changed? Well, you know what? I'm saying if you would have read the freaking email, you would have totally heard me. You know, what, 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 I, what I never understand about you is I've hung out with you outside of work, and I know you have a normal voice. I know that's not the same voice that you use outside of work. Why, when we're at work, do you sound like you have a stick up your ass? Well, listen here, Jimmy. Maybe it was because I was bullied in third grade. And when I use this voice, this voice gives me a sense of confidence. It would You would use this voice, too, if you've been laughed out of meetings, got a wedgie, got your head stuck in the toilet, people threw, threw papers at you. At least with this voice, I'm owning my role because everyone knows that I'm a nerd. But I'm at least a nerd who knows what he's talking about. So if this voice gives me a little self-confidence, I'm sorry. Well, maybe we should all do that. I mean, my thing is, you know, I don't even know why I'm a part of this stupid country club. Like, why are you a part of this stupid country club? I mean, that's, that's, really, that's really my question. I was working on Python last week for you know, Top Golf, and they were like, you know, are you a part of a country club? And I said, yeah, but who the heck cares? I mean, it's, it, you know, you pay a freaking thousand dollars a month. What do, you, what do they think we're made of money? Just because I make 225k as a full stack developer doesn't mean that I'm, you know, have a ton of money and can afford a, a, a expensive lifestyle. And, you know, I can only get a Porsche. It's not like I can get Lamborghinis, you know what I'm saying? Listen here, Jimmy, just because you don't have a choice in this because your wife is the mistress of the president, Jack Perry, and she's sleeping with him so that you can get a free country club. Listen here, buddy, some of us don't have that luxury. Some of us have to work five jobs just to put food on our table. And if we want to do something nice for ourselves, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? You should choose this as a privilege, not a right. You're taking it for granted. You're peeing where you sleep. And you know, I what really hurts me in our in our conversation here is I just I don't understand why you have to bring up my wife's OnlyFans with the president. I mean, yes, it's making us some money, but again, not no Lamborghini. Just Listen Porsche. here, Jimmy. You are depressing. You are just absolutely depressing. And my therapist said I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. So I'm gonna go over there where the happy people are. And if you want to just sit here and rain on everybody's parade, you let it rain by yourself, buddy. Sounds good. I'll just sit here and uh, think about where I made my mistakes and uh, the code that I did earlier and then the rest of my life. And that was our improv. 
I think I was a little more angry than I was sad. <laughs> but you had to have that. You had to bring out the sadness. Yeah. That's what I was doing. This. I was bringing out your sadness. It was a great time. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that was that was pretty fun. I like the randomizer. Randomizer's pretty cool. Um, it, it adds a little bit of a couple different dimensions, you know, and imagine if we threw some accents on top of that. Yeah, pretty crazy. So we'll definitely bring back the randomizer, I think. But... Yeah, man. So we're on to our last segment, which is Declare Donut. And I think that I went last for the time before our 90th episode first. So I'll let you take it away. My positive advice is know when to ask for help. And a lot of us, we don't like to ask for help, especially us God-fearing Texans. We think we can do everything ourselves, bless God. And the thing is, man, we need we all need help. There are things that we can't do on our own. And if you try to do it on your own, you're going to be spinning your wheels and you're going to wind up exhausted and you're going to wind up just totally out and empty and not be able to be any use to anyone. So it's okay to ask for help. And as men, it's hard for us to ask for help because if we ask for help, people view us as, oh, he's not a man. He can't handle his business. But the truth is we all need help sometimes and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to receive help. Everybody goes through those seasons. But I'm of the, the mindset like, man, I got to help everybody else. And that's just a det detriment to me because I, I just be doing that so many times that I forget to take care of my own self. And so you just know when to ask for help. And I'm speaking to myself. Yeah, it could be it could be definitely hard for sure. And for what a lot of people don't know, a lot of these Eclair Donuts, we're talking to ourselves a lot of the times. And uh, hopefully it's helping other people because sometimes... I don't know, man. It's something about the human nature. You can um, talk to yourself about things or have good insights for yourself, and you can pick yourself up sometimes. I mean, uh, it's all in how you talk to yourself, too, sometimes. All right, man. My eclair is, you know, a lot of people get really wrapped up and man, I'm not doing anything to push forward. Man, I've been at this job for this long. Man, I've been a volunteer for this for two, three years. And, you know, they're not recognizing me and we're not moving. I'm not moving forward anywhere. You know, things like that. And uh, there's two things that I want to say with that. Um, sometimes there's a time for action. And sometimes there's a time to be where you are. You know, there are some times in life where you do want to take action and create your own opportunities or even, you know, tr beseech opportunities. And then there's some times where you just got to grind it out and be where you're at in that moment. And, um, you know, sometimes it takes longer than others. But, you know, sometimes you're in a season of doing and you might not be tangibly progressing, right? Where you're like, man, I got that new job with the raise or I got the promotion that I was looking for or I got, you know, the volunteer role stepped up for me or, you know, I'm now the lead in the PTA or whatever the case may be, right? Um, you know, you, you can get that stuff, but, you know, it, it, it hurts when that's your goal and it doesn't seem like you're going anywhere or getting close to it. But, like I said, sometimes it's being where you are and building up the experience because, you know, sometimes we aren't ready for things. Sometimes we have to build the experience first and be in certain settings and environments for a while, you know. Some people don't know. It might take a year, two years, might even take ten. It's all about how you persevere and it's about how you view opportunities and it's taking those opportunities when they come about, but sometimes it's just about being in the moment and learning those lessons along yeah, the way. For sure, man. I think we all go back to, you know, the theme of this podcast is balance. And so 
also too it's like if you're not getting appreciated and it's been like 10 years it's like bro maybe it's time for you to like peace out sometimes you just throw your pearls before swine but oh absolutely absolutely man well man it's been a good episode so uh we'll talk about tvtrashcan.com that's tvtrashcan.com and uh go go take a look at us over there and of course we have our youtube channel which we have something special coming out for that and you know above that we appreciate you for wherever you're listening from and whatever platform you're listening from as well and you know what what else you got for them, man just tell your friends uh fall is about to be upon us so that means that everybody's back from summer traveling at least here in the states so uh yeah share share us man interact with us we'd love to hear from you pump pump us out there because i know y'all are bored at work and i uh, need to listen to something for an hour on mondays but uh, anyways all right man well we can uh, go ahead and peace out i'm micah and i'm chris uh-huh, uh-huh. and this has been the donut box podcast <laughs>